0: welcome back to the anime intellectuals podcast this is episode 14 i am your host jordan i'm here with my co-host mark as usual um yeah now i have a i have an important question for you mark that i didn't Mm -hmm. tell you about this before the podcast so that we could have this conversation here specifically but the question is very simple did ninjas in the Edo period Japan have guns? Um, I don't think so. Were there perhaps teams of sniper ninjas? Maybe. Wait, is that I actually a so. possibility? Um,
1: I don't know exactly when they brought guns over to Japan, but I know... Like, a few people had guns they got from the Europeans, I think, by the Edo period. I know they definitely had guns by the Meiji period.
0: See, Google is just not being helpful at the moment because I looked up ninja snipers and it just, just coming up with Fortnite clips from ninja. It makes me sad. Thank you, Google. Ninja Sniper's Japan. It's just a game called Ninja Sniper. I don't think that was a thing. But the reason that I bring this up... I was
1: going to say, guns make a lot of noise, and the whole point of ninjas is to be quiet, so doesn't I don't, really make
0: sense i don't think that in Edo period japan even if they did have guns and even if they did have snipers somehow there's no way they had suppression so yeah but the reason i ask such a stupid question is not because i actually thought there were but because so uh for dinner tonight i went back to the that uh, Tokyo sushi and grill place that we went to. Yeah. You know, like right down the road. So I went there again and I got the fried rice this time. It was pretty good. I also got some green tea. That was pretty solid. Um, But there is a, there was like two people sitting like in the table, at the table right behind me. And they were talking and I just happened to like, hear one of them start talking about like like talking to the other one about what japanese words mean so he was like oh yeah yeah you know uh the shoguns are like the the warlords of japan and they're like they're they're under the samurai and then the, like the emperor's above them and then and the guy was like uh-huh and he was like yeah you know uh kaze means like divine wind so that's why like Buddha and I am like, I was, I was just like hearing bits and pieces. And I was like, no. yeah, I just, I, I'm not sure, but like, whatever. Kaze
1: is just when Kamikaze is divine. Win.
0: But then he was like, "Uh, yeah, um, you know, like people always like romanticize the samurai having these swords and everything. And then like, they love their swords so much. But they really actually just barely used them they mostly used guns apparently historically they mostly used guns
1: actually mm-hmm. they mostly used uh spears and bows because they were on horseback
0: in battle see that makes sense but the guns don't but he was like yeah they, they actually used guns they don't even like they weren't even really that big about swords that's just a thing
1: no what about Tom Cruise's last Samurai where they didn't have guns?
0: well you that's know? a I don't know See I just I just was under the assumption that that if they did have guns they were very very limited. They, it's not like they were going into battle on horses with guns or anything like it wasn't like that absolutely
1: no because if you're going on to battle and horse on horseback, you're gonna be very inaccurate with the gun. You're not gonna hit anything. Yeah. I mean you could say the same thing with arrows, I guess, but if you shoot enough, you're gonna hit something.
0: Well, but with like arrows, they would just have a like a, a squad of people who shot just a a rain just rain down arrows like in the yeah. middle of the place. So it was bound to hit, so
1: it doesn't make sense that samurai would use guns because that goes against their whole, you know, way of existence.
0: Yeah, I just, I was sitting there and it was just, like, physically giving me physical pain to listen to this conversation.
1: Because, you know... To to cower behind something and shoot would be seen as dishonorable.
0: Very dishonorable. Yeah, that... I just thought that was interesting.
2: Nope.
0: But yeah, that's... That's the ninja sniper story that I have from tonight. Do you have any crazy stories from since we last podcasted?
1: Huh. Well not really. I almost died a few times in the last few weeks,
0: but Yeah, that's not that interesting. <laughs> Alright then. No, I'm kidding. How did you what do you mean you almost died? They turned the lights off on the runway again?
1: Oh no! This time I almost had like a collision with another plane.
0: Oh, how did that happen?
1: Like I was descending, like, going down below the Class B airspace space, mm-hmm. and this other airplane was like coming diagonally towards me. And I saw him, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, f- you know, full power, and I'm gonna climb up." And he did not alter his course. I don't think he saw me. So I look down, I just see this plane go like two hundred feet
0: underneath me. Like, wow, hey there oh buddy. God.
1: Little little close.
0: Aren't don't you like plot your paths specifically so that doesn't happen? Like so that you don't uh, uh, overlap?
1: Yeah. But it doesn't always work out like that.
0: That sounds fun.
1: But anyways, that was interesting. Interesting experience.
0: Well, it hasn't there really hasn't been much happening since we last did a podcast. I haven't been playing much games either.
1: Russia still hasn't invaded Ukraine.
0: Russia still hasn't invaded Ukraine. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I just just don't think anything else of note happened. But there are a few anime news things, though like they're all pretty obvious. Um so I'll just kind of go through them pretty quick. But the first is that uh okay, so this one's we're actually wrong, but I'll just say it anyway. So somebody said that there was that the chainsaw Man anime was releasing in october and like mappa had confirmed it so i saw this i saw that like news article but then later they're like oh yeah by the way that was a lie so i I guess it's not coming out in october but it's still coming out this year so I, i i don't it doesn't matter that much
1: can't wait till i can actually be able to own physical copies of chainsaw man
0: yeah I just, like i i looked the other day i still you still can't get like volume one it's crazy you can get like random volumes in the middle it's just like if you go to a a shop and they just don't have the like beginning or ending ones they only I have the ones in the want, middle
1: i don't want a random volume eight or seven
0: No. I don't know. I guess it wouldn't really matter that much since we've already read it. But I just like to collect it from beginning to end.
1: I guess you just have to backorder it.
0: Yeah. Then next up, very obvious news. Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 announced. And it's airing in 2023. So obviously they're making another season of Jujutsu Kaisen. and then next uh so they they added that levi skin to call of duty which i which i touched for like an hour or two and then didn't touch again so it doesn't matter to me but they added that levi skin to it and now apparently they added an armored titan skin which looks stupid because it's like the size of a regular guy but it's just i don't know i don't think the people who play call of duty are the demographic to buy these but whatever the strange crossover
1: i'm enjoying my berserk skin dark souls 3 that i modded oh yeah looks fantastic
0: Is it, like, actually pretty good, or is it just... Yeah, it's
1: it's actually it looks really good.
0: I see. Yeah, there Soul are, like, Berserk games. Yeah. And I think, like, one or two of them are all right, but I've never uh, played any of
1: them. The closest thing that I think actually gets to a Berserk game besides the actual ones is Dark Souls.
0: Yeah, Bloodborne specifically, like, basically just has the Eclipse, so it's very obviously inspired. Our next piece of news, Demon Slayer season three has been announced. What a surprise. Season two finished this Sunday. And it was pretty good. Um and then next, another a new OVA episode um for Mushoku Tensei is gonna be releasing on March 6th with the DVD. So there'll be like one extra episode. I think it just takes place like in the middle of the show. So it's not like an epilogue or anything. But that's something to look forward to, I guess. Be interesting to see what that ends up being. And then I had Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 on there twice. And that is all the news that I have. Basically, no news at all. Think like a couple things and then some obvious things i could
1: mention that uh, "Thus Spoke Ishibe Roha" is getting an English manga release.
0: Oh yeah, there were a, a few things that were getting English manga releases. Yeah, and um, "Donda Don. Yeah, that too. I don't really get. I don't really get those like in my feed though. Man. I guess I just don't follow the right accounts. But yeah, I think there were there was some other ones that were pretty significant too.
1: Yeah, those are the main ones I remember, anyways.
0: I think Kaiju Number Eight did that. Did Kaiju Number Eight already get English releases? I think it already did. I think we Maybe. talked about that a while back. Let me look this up real quick. Oh yeah,
1: it, it already has an English release.
0: Yeah, I figured. Um, let's see. Not new releases, new. Oh, here we go. Um, nope, not that one. <laughs> licenses.
2: Okay. Let's
0: see. I don't think this is gonna be helpful but there were some I thought there were some other ones that stood out but I just can't remember they'll probably end up being actual news when they get released anyway so anyway cool stuff I think that's it for the news section. Do what?
1: Uh, I think Tusk, one of Tatsuki Fujimoto's uh, one shot
0: Oh, look back! Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, his one shot look back is getting an English release. I'll be getting that if I can. That was the one. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think that is all for the news section. What are Okay, uh, let me, I'll say what I'm, I'm doing today. So I'm doing, first I'm, I'm doing the Horizon, a webtoon, and then I'll be doing Cachern Sins, the anime. And Mark will be doing?
1: Uh, Alita Battle Angel, also known as Ganmu in Japanese. Gan, what? Uh, okay, so... Isn't it
0: like Gunma or something?
1: The original name is Gunmu, but the, in English they call it Alita Battle Angel because it rolled off the tone better.
0: Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll just get right into my first thing, which is a webtoon. It is... The Horizon by Jihun Jiang. I probably destroyed that name, but uh, that guy made The Horizon, which is a webtoon, which I read a couple months ago, so it's not fresh in my memory. But uh, The Horizon is about like it's like directly after I guess what would be World War 3 or just I don't know if it's it's a specific war but the implication is that a a huge worldwide war has just concluded and it's a post-apocalyptic setting pretty much Um, and there's like zombies sort of at some point and there's like it's just just a lot of people trying to survive in this post apocalyptic world, then it's chaos and there's no order or anything. So it's it's kind of just like a Um a zombie apocalypse thing, but the it's not really just there's not like zombies except for at one part. Um But it follows the main character is this young boy who His entire family gets killed um, in the war. And so he decides that he's going to... Or I think at first he he decides he's going to uh, just walk down this path that he found. And he's just going to walk until he he finds something. But that's what he's devoted his entire life to because he has nothing else. So he's decided... He's going to devote the rest of his life to walking down this path till he either dies or, or something happens to him. And so, as he's walking along this path, uh, one night he takes refuge in this abandoned bus that's just sitting on the side. And it, he realizes that in the back of the bus there's also somebody else taking refuge in it. And so he thinks maybe there's somebody like in the back waiting to kill me because that's just the kind of like environment that they're in and so he's like sneaking out but then he realizes that it's just a another kid and so it's this little girl i don't remember their names i don't actually i don't know if they're even named at all but there's a little girl and she's in pretty much the same situation that he's in and so eventually they decide that they're both going to go on this path together to find something and so now they're both walking down the path and then um eventually they meet this like there's this crazy guy on the side of the road and he's like he's not he's not really drunk i just think i think he's he was just like mentally not right in the head and so he's just gone crazy so he starts like following them And, like, trying to play with them and stuff. And then they start to get a little worried because whenever they go to sleep at night, he just sits there and stares at them the entire night and doesn't go to sleep. And so, eventually, they try to get away from him, but then, like, that's when he figures out that he's just there. So he, he... Gets up. The boy gets up in the middle of the night to try and escape, and he like wakes up and he's about to wake up little girl, but then as he's like trying to sneak away, he looks back and he's the guy's just sitting there staring at him. So then he just pretends that it was he was just going to get up and then they're going to walk down the path some more, and so eventually, um, the guy like is just keeps following them. So their plan is that they will just go to sleep but have one of them uh stay up at a time and they they'll they'll, like switch watches. And so eventually their plan is that he gets so tired that he just like has to sleep and then they can get away. And so they keep every night they keep doing it and so One night, like, the boy will just sit there and stare him down. And he'll wake the girl up, and the girl will be awake, and he'll be asleep. And so eventually, uh, the guy gets, like, so tired, he just can't, like, stand anymore. And he hasn't, like, eaten. And so then he just collapses. And then... I think they... Something, something or another happens, but whatever happens, it leads to them having to like stab him and kill him because he's like start, just started attacking them for no reason. Because I think he was like he thought they they stole their food or something, or like stole his food. So then he they they have to like kill him, and they're like kids, so it's very traumatic. But then they just have to keep walking down the path. So basically, the story follows that same structure of they go down the path. They find something or they get involved in something. And then that pans out and they keep going, keep trying to go down the path. So like at some point, there's a like a zombie epidemic thing well, no, I guess this is a, this is separate from their story. This is just like a side thing. But like, um, there's there's a guy who's driving this bus and he's trying to get these people to a city where they apparently have a cure for this disease that's like wiped out so many people and it's contagious by touch. So every now and then, um, like the sign that you have it is if you have, like. I forget what it is. I think if you start getting like red dots on you, then it means that you have it. And so um every now and then they'll have to check the people in the bus to see if any of them have it. And sometimes there is someone who does and they, and they have to like just leave them out on the road. And some of them comply, uh, but others do not like there's, a um there's at some point there's a couple on the bus and they have a baby with them and it turns out that their baby had it and they were trying to hide it and so unfortunately they have to like leave it on the side of the road and so the mom chooses to like stay with it and and like gets off with it and then the dad stays. But then like once they go a little bit further down, the dad starts freaking out and he like kills somebody and they have to shoot him and they just keep going and it just keeps going like that. And then like, I won't spoil that what happens with that story, but then it'll go back and forth between them and the, the two kids going along the path. And like, at some point they go, they get into a town where this guy like, or they they get like kidnapped by these terrorists and they're going to use them as hostages uh but this other guy in like a suit in like a business suit um saves them and he takes them to his like base that he has which is like a uh it's basically like a a what do, what do you call them? like a base yeah, like a bunker I guess but it's just in like a building he just has like a a base setup. I don't I don't know why what I, what I was looking for another word, but in his base, he has all this like high-tech equipment that he's set up, and he's set up, like, these bombs all throughout the city so that when people get too close to his base, he can just press a button and they... and it just blows them up. So, he doesn't tell, like, the kids any of this, but um... The boy uh, wants him to teach him how to use a gun because the guy is, like, a sniper. And so he shows him, like, showing him how to use a gun and he, like, gives him one. Um, And then he says that it's too dangerous so they need to stay with him until everything, like, washes over. And so while they're staying with him, he tells them to, like... uh, He has like a walkie-talkie and he tells them to like press buttons every now and then on this like keyboard that he has and they don't know what it does but apparently they've find out what they've been doing is he's been out like scouting the area and and like sniping these people and then when he sees them get close to one of his bombs he tells them to like press the button and kill them like blow them up but they didn't know So, they were just like blowing up people when they without knowing. And so, once they figure that out, they try to leave and stuff. And so, it like kind of brings up the question of whether or not this guy was doing the right thing or not. So, like, the boy isn't as affected by it, but the girl is like freaking out. And then at some point, um, there's a guy who gets into the base, um, but he the boy like somehow manages to like knock him out and then he has a a pistol like pointed at him and he's he's like ready to shoot him and the guy in the business suit is right there watching him and he's like do what i taught you to do you you know what has to be done here but then uh eventually the boy is just just like i can't i can't do it and then the guy is like good you passed the test now you won't be a, an awful adult like me and then he he gives him a gun for self defense and then they go on their way so it's just stuff like that that continues to happen to them and at some point there's a there's a very tragic event and then there's a time skip and like i can't really spoil any of that it would take away from it but um Art-wise, it's very minimal. But sometimes it's very um, detailed. So, like, most of the time it's just your standard. It's all in black and white, which is actually not normal for a, a webtoon, but it is, it's all in black and white for the most part. And the characters are pretty minimal and the backgrounds are pretty minimal. Um, But when, su- when stuff gets serious... It can look pretty scary. It's a lot of black lines like streaking across for a lot of these action stuff. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of close ups on people's eyes that can get pretty detailed. Other than that, it's not incredible art, it's not like phenomenal, but it, it does the job. Yeah, I I don't, there's really not much I can, much more that I can say about this uh, webtoon without spoiling it too much, but it's very uh, grotesque, it's very gory at times and grotesque and it's very, very sad, so it's just, it just follows these two kids going through this twisted, demented world that has ended up this way because of a war. So I guess that's kind of just the message of it: is that It sucks. And there's terrible things. But they kind of have a, a happy sort of message at the end of it. I wouldn't say it's a happy conclusion for all the characters involved. But I can't go too much into it, but I'd say there's it's not just a complete depressed depression fest like it's not just pointless like horrible things happening for no reason it actually has a point. So, I give it points for that. Um I would recommend I'm trying to think of things similar to this. I know I've read something similar to this before. Basically so- Hmm.
1: sounds kind of like two-year eternity in, in the way it goes.
0: Yeah. Mm, kind of. Yeah, I guess kind of like the journey of him going from place to place. That makes sense. But that only like vaguely. I guess if it, it's like two-year eternity if nobody was eternal, there's no like magic or monsters or anything like that. It's all normal. And it's
1: like- it, the anti two year eternity.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a, a hyper realistic two year eternity. Yeah, I, I, it's only like two year eternity in the way that like events go and and they keep meeting new characters and getting into new ev- things, but like it's not very long. Um, yeah, I I think I read all this in like one night because it's it's only twenty one chapters, so it's pretty short and sweet but I think it's better that way because a lot of the time, I think I've said this before, but these webtoons will go on for way too long and they just kind of drag it out for too long. But this one's pretty good. Um, I'd also recommend it if you like... uh, Well, I don't know if you can say like, but if you... I can't say enjoyed either. If you... uh, had an emotional connection... To Grave of the Fireflies. Because it's very similar to that, probably mostly.
1: Ah. It's a good movie.
0: But yeah, that's that's the Horizon by Jung Ji-hoon. So that's about all I have on that. And then next up, I have Cashern Sims. あなたは。俺はキャシャン。ルナ、お前を殺す。ルナ。
2: やる cashier Sins
0: cashier Sins as in like Sins Oh like S-I-N-S. And Kashurn is, is C-A-S-S-H-E-R-N. But... So Kashurn Sins is a... Uh, apparently it's a reboot of an older series which I had no knowledge of or had watched ever. Um, but it was an old anime series from 1973 called Kashan. Uh made by Tatsunoko Productions and animated by Madhouse. Uh, but the cashier Earn sends pretty much discards any, like, continuity between any of it, so it doesn't matter. At least I couldn't tell anything that mattered. I'm sure if you've watched the original, you'd probably notice, like, some background characters or some moments or some, like, things, but other than just aesthetics and... Like, Kashern himself, there's not really much in common, I don't think. Um, So they kind of switch around a lot of the things. But basically... uh, Let me go through some of the uh, staff first. So it's directed by Shigeyasu Yamauchi. uh, Written by Yasuko Kobayashi. Music by Kaoru Wada. Um, And I think the music... I could be very wrong, but... I think this same person did the music or did the soundtrack for uh, Higurashi because there's a couple like tracks from the OSG that they'll play during certain moments where it's just like the, the, um, the like spooky, um, singing, like, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, I know exactly
0: what you're talking. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like the spooky choir sort of thing. It's just people like going, Ooh, it's like that stuff. There's a lot of that in the soundtrack, and it, it definitely helps it out at points because it's very, it's very uneasy at points. But the the studio once again is Tatsunoko Productions, and it's done by Madhouse. The animation is, um, it ran. From October two thousand eight to March two thousand nine, and there's twenty four episodes. So, basically, in the world of Kasher and Sins, um, humanity made robots, and then it go. It's and then like way way into the future, the robots decided that they were better than the humans, and so they basically conquered. The human world and so the entire world was run by robots rather than humans and then it goes even further than that and so now um some some tragic some like huge event happened that they don't let you know until like more towards the end of the series or they they kind of feed it to you in bits and pieces so i can't really spoil it but some major event happened to where um it caused the entire world to just plummet into a another like post-apocalyptic wasteland. Where it's all sand and rust everywhere, and so literally rust. So there's this like sickness. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's really even a sickness or if it's just an ailment or if it's just like a natural thing, but um. The robots call it the rust, and the rust is these is this um thing that happens that just like robots will deteriorate deteriorate for no reason. And it doesn't matter how young or like how how new or how old they are, they'll just all like it'll happen to all of them eventually. So there's some like communities where they're just sitting around rusting and they've accepted it but they're just gonna like live out the rest of their lives uh together in peace and not really like cause any trouble and then there's some robots who are just out destroying things and and killing everything because there's nobody that's gonna stop them because nobody cares anymore because they're all gonna die and then um there's some robots who are like very, very close to basically being humans. Um, like, it's very... Sometimes it's very hard to tell if somebody is a human or not. And honestly, there's not very many humans like in this world. I think throughout the story, you meet like two or three. So it's mostly like robots. Um, But these... The robots can range from like just basic grunt type looking robots, you know, like little short ones or like big golem looking ones. They have a, a a pretty kind of generic design to them, but they're they're animated pretty cool, but they they range from those kinds of robots to um like these humanoid cyborg type robots. Or I guess they're not cyborgs, they're just straight-up humanoid robots because they're not human at all. But um, a lot of them have gotten like really, really advanced, especially our main character, who is Kashurn, and he just wakes up one day and it just kind of throws you right into the middle of him just walking around not knowing what's happening because he has amnesia i guess and he doesn't remember anything and so he's just walking around and everybody is trying to kill him and he doesn't know why um and so eventually he comes across this group of people who are like if we eat you we can gain eternal life that's what uh that's what breaking boss said he said if we eat you then we can have eternal life and we'll have to die from the rust anymore and so that's what, like, uh, the, all the robots' reason is for trying to kill him. is because they're trying to eat him and gain eternal life. Because supposedly somebody said that's possible, even though it's probably not true. But they don't care at this point, because they might as well take the chance. So there's constantly people trying to kill him and eat him. But luckily, or maybe not so luckily... Um, Cashern seems to have been made specifically, he's, he's a robot and he was made specifically for killing these robots for whatever reason that they don't tell you. Um, and he has this, he's constantly wearing this white like suit that's, that's very like reminiscent of old anime, like seventies, eighties type anime where it's like the Kamen Rider type thing sort of like Power Rangers kind of thing but not like it's more like just skin tight than that it's more just like a white suit he has and he has like a a white helmet with like the red spikes coming off of it and everything Uh, but the way that he fights is interesting because he doesn't have like guns or anything like that he has these two like red things on his legs that look like guns but he never uses them so they're just i guess they're just not guns but um he fights by using acrobatic acrobatics kind of so it'll show him like flipping around through the air and stuff and then he'll just like dive with his legs and just spear like a robot through the heart and then he like his signature move is just like Stabbing them with his hand and then ripping out like all the wires from inside of them, and like even though they're robots, it's very like oh I don't I don't know like if gory is the right word, but it's very unsettling the way like like it's clear that he's like murdering these robots, like they're getting brutally destroyed by him. So even though they're technically robots, it's still like man i don't know about that dude uh so because he'll like stab them with his hand and then just like rip out all their wires and the oil will come like spurting out of their body and they'll start like screaming and then but then it's just like i've done it i've saved the day and it's like um uh so it's very interesting so you're not sure if he's like if he's supposed to be the hero or if he's more of a villain that you're following through the story, but it kind of gives you bits and pieces as you go throughout. And one of those bits and pieces, that's not really a spoiler because they, they kind of put it at the fir- at the beginning of every episode as like a teaser of like what's to come. And they kind of add on to it each time. Um, so, but like, I'm pretty sure the entire show opens up with him, with Casher and, and he's in this, like, palace. And it, there's this uh, purple-haired humanoid robot that he's just stabbing over and over again and killing. And, like, her buzz is going everywhere and everything. And so it kind of shows that, like, at the beginning of every episode. And sometimes it'll give you a little bit more information. So over the course of the show, you start to figure out Why he was doing that, or who, like, what was happening, and like what that meant. So, at some point, he realizes that all of this could have been his fault. And maybe it wasn't, but he thinks that it is at some point, because that's what everybody tells him. And so, he strives to make what he did, um, or make things right I guess the best way that he can and he decides that the best way he can do this is by going through the world on sort of the same journey as stuff like the horizon to your eternity pretty similar path where like he's just traveling through the world looking for things to get involved in so that he can like save people or at least think that he's saving people um so it kind of follows the same thing where he'll meet these different characters or get into these different situations that kind of challenge different aspects of humanity I guess um So basically like the big question of this show in like in its entirety without spoiling anything is is it better to live forever? or to live, um, like, a normal human lifespan. Because before this rust stuff happened, um, the robots, like, like they're just robots, so they live forever. But now that this rust stuff is happening, they're, they just are constantly degrading, and then they just fall apart and shatter into dust at, at some point. Uh, but before that they could live forever and the humans just lived normal human lives and so you figure out that um Luna is the name of the purple-haired like girl that Cashern was like murders at the beginning or like that it shows you at the beginning of the episode before all the events of the show happen and so you really, you figure out that she was actually granting them The power, or she was grant before everything happened. She had the power to give robots human lifespans, and so she was doing that. But now there's rumors that she's actually not dead, or either she's not dead, or there's somebody posing as her, and instead of giving robots human lives, they're giving back their like um eternal life, so they can live forever again so then he kind of changes his goals to go and find whoever this is whether it actually be the person that he thought he killed or if it's somebody pretending to be them and so that's where he heads and he, he meets a lot of very strange people along the way and he meets like this humanoid robot who has just a sword and she's the only thing she's programmed to do is fight. Um, which is sort of like Cashurn, except Cashern doesn't isn't like only able to just fight. But she is only able to just fight, and so she's constantly trying to like fight him. And she keeps telling uh Cashurn to fight her, and he just keeps refusing to. And then at some point, like he sort of does and then like the outcome of that I won't really spoil but and then there's another one she has there's like a another robot right i'm pretty sure she was a robot but she's been making <clears throat> this bell out of like robot parts um and she wants to make a bell so that she can like ring it as some form of like beauty in this destroyed world, and then she can like feel complete and fulfilled or whatever. So that's her like goal um, in life, I guess. After this in this post-apocalyptic thing, uh, but when Cashern gets involved with it, he realizes that she's been like killing robots in order to get the parts to make this bell. So he kind of kind of tries to stop her. She kind of tries to use him for parts. So it's interesting, like him trying to stop her from killing robots to make her bell, even though he's like constantly murdering droves of robots that are attacking him. So this is another show that's kind of hard to recommend or like explain without spoiling it. So I won't like get too much more into it, but also very good. And it had a very, I, I think it had a satisfying conclusion. So this was a good find.
1: Sounds like something
0: I would watch. Yeah, the opening is a banger, as you've, if you've heard after me editing this. And the art style itself is... It's very... Like, like it was made in, what did I say, 2009? 2009, 2008, 2009? 2009. <clears throat> um, but they purposefully made it look kind of old, So they give them like pretty thick outlines and the animation is sort of limited and everything, but they use it to the best of their ability and stuff. So the only like, like I have a couple problems with the show. One of them is that um, some of the characters aren't as interesting as others. And some of the more interesting characters, at least the ones that I thought were more interesting, don't get as much screen time as others who I thought were, not as cool or interesting and uh, there's this one like like at some point he meets this robot that can sing that she can only sing like one song because she got like broken or like her it got deteriorated by the rust or something so she can only sing this one song now so it plays this song throughout the series like even after she's not in the show anymore over and over it's kind of like the uh My Boyfriend is a Pilot song from Macross, which we'll discuss after we finish that. But it's you know what I'm saying. Yes. It's like that, and it's not like it's not bad, like it's not a bad song, but a lot of the times it just doesn't fit with what's happening. And it's it's just like weird broken English. So maybe that's why it just stands out to me so much. But other than that, I really liked this show. It's very depressing, but I think it's an interesting look at like um, 70s. What if like, it's basically just like a, what if the, the 70s like Power Rangers type superhero was the only one of his kind and then he like was just killing people and because he thought it was for justice or something. And then that's kind of like a little twisted and kind of looks at that, but it lets you decide. It doesn't really like make you look one way or the other, which I liked about it. But I think that's about it for cash and Sins*. I would recommend it once again if you like post-apocalyptic type stories, or if you want to see just a twist on the, on like the uh, superhero, or like I don't know what like. Tatsunoko is like a, it's like a thing in Japan. Like there's there's multiple things under it. I think Kamen Rider is Tatsunoko. And I think like Power Rangers, like whatever that came from was part of it or something. But those types of shows where it's just like a, either one like guy in a suit who's like the, the man of justice or like the squad of justice. It's basically that, except what if it was realistic and not everything is like cut and dry like that. So I think it's good. But yeah. That's all for me on and Sins.
1: Nice. Well, I guess it's my turn then.
0: I suppose.
1: Alright. Well, I guess I'll be keeping up with the post apocalyptic theme.
0: Oh well we did not plan this, but all right <laughs> it works
1: all right then well this one is alita battle angel or Ganglu in japanese was written by yukito kushiro in 1990 Uh, the original has nine volumes and there's an anime ova and then there's a 2010 movie by james cameron which i will get into later (laughs) um anyways so the story um so anyways, uh, in the story, in the manga, they say Lita in the English translated, but in Japanese, it's Gali. So I'll just say Gali for our purposes. This is the protagonist. She is a cyborg that uh, Dr. Edo finds in a trash heap. And... By the way, this, this takes place in the city called the Scrapyard, which is like the last point of civilization on Earth, kind of like a Blade Runner, kind of. It's like that. I see. And so you have this big city of all these different cultures and coming together. And... Right above the scrapyard is this giant floating city called Salem, which is it's this huge white city in the sky, and it's where all the rich people live, pretty much. Yeah. Um but no one really knows what Zalem's like because the people who live in the scrapyard are not allowed to go to Salem. I guess you could think of them like the serfs or whatever. Anyways, so Doctor Ito is a cyborg doctor. So he just he re, he repairs cyborg people. And as he's looking for parts in the trash heap, he finds a Galley's head, and he takes her back to his his clinic. I guess you could call it. And repairs her, and reactivates her, and she has no memory of her past or anything that happened, of course. And so, um, Dr. Ito uh, takes like a parental role over Gali, and so they live together from then on out, except that on one night, um, Galilee follows Ido out in the middle of the night to find out that he is a hunter-warrior. And a hunter-warrior is just another word for a bounty hunter. And they're headhunters who, they find criminals for the factories. And what the factories are, they're kind of the government of the, the scrapyard. Like the like inter, the intermediaries between Salem and the scrapyard. So if you commit a crime, it's like a big deal in the scrapyard. They just send hunter warriors after you to cut your head off basically. So anyways, Ito um, gets into this fight oh, and he's got like a rocket hammer by the way, so that's cool.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Anyways, uh, he gets into this fight and it's not going well. And then uh, Galilee instinctively um, knows what to do to subdue this uh, rogue, uh, murderous cyborg and destroys him with a secret martial art called Panzerkunst. And yeah, this is one of the things that Gali remembers despite not remembering anything else. And it is a key to her past, but she doesn't know what. She just knows how to kick ass, basically. And Panzerkunst is a special martial art that was developed to fight cyborgs. So after all this happens, um, Gali convinces Edo to become a hunter warrior, and the story continues um, with more cyborg fights, on all kinds of cool stuff happening. But that's that's the premise, and if I were to go much further, that would be spoiler territory. And the reason I don't want to go any further because the plot twists in this manga are very, very good. Um, yeah, Yukito Kashiro is a big fan of plot twists. Um, the art in this manga is like fantastic. It's incredibly detailed. The backgrounds are incredibly, incredibly detailed. Uh, And especially the cyborgs, like every little part and joint is drawn in there. Like when, whenever Galli kills one of the other cyborgs, pieces fly everywhere and it looks awesome. And he does a very creative job with the different abilities that the cyborgs have. Like, there's this one that can uh, detach its head from its body and take over another cyborg body. And yeah, so that kind of stuff. Um, Let's see. I'll, I'll tell you some other cool things that I thought about Elite of Battle Angel, and that is that somewhere in there, Galley gets the Berserker body after her original one is destroyed.
0: Ooh. Interesting. Yes.
1: Sounds familiar, but yes. um, she finds it on a like an abandoned spaceship. And the Berserker body kind of has a mind of its own in a way.
0: Interesting.
1: I'll say that, and it, like, yeah, enhances her fighting abilities, like, twofold.
0: Actually, now that you mention that, I did kind of forget to mention in Kashr and Sins, technically the suit kind of takes over him. So basically, like, it's kind of similar to that, where he'll be, he'll, like, be defending himself, like, from something. But then, once he starts fighting for whatever any reason, his suit like activates, and he just kills everyone within like a mile radius of him, no matter what they are. so that's another interesting part that I just forgot that you reminded me of, but anyway,
1: yeah, so uh, my favorite parts about this manga are the, cyber, the cyborg battles, obviously. Those are very well done, especially the ones with the Berserker body. And uh, the story, it's split up into several different story arcs. Like something happens and uh, it will just go completely off in another direction. But one of my favorite story arcs was the motorball arc where Galilee joins the sport of motorball which is essentially um, you have these cyborgs um, and they're in a specific cyborg body with wheels and a motor on them and it's a race so they have to uh, get this ball that they throw in there and whoever gets the ball and makes it across the finish line first wins. But anything goes. So while they're all fighting over this ball, they can basically kill each other. And so that was very well done. Uh, the motorball ball um, suit looks very awesome. And that's where, I don't know if you've seen any pictures, but where Galley gets her um, Damascus steel blades that could come off the side of her forearms. Hmm.
0: I've, so, I've seen like a couple things, but not enough.
1: Anyways, that was one of the best parts. Um, for the for our antagonist, we got a mad scientist, uh Nova, and he is from the city of Zalem. And he is, um, yeah, basically he's out to uh, get Dr. Edo for reasons, as well as Gali. So he's kind of there in the background, and he becomes more prominent later. But he's a very, very good villain, I thought. Because, like, he's crazy, and you never know what he's going to do just fits the she fits the mad scientist bill very well that's easy um Although i think the best part about um lead battle angel is the character development of galley because um at first She's very naive and doesn't really know how the world works. She's lost her memory. Then, as all these tragedies start happening, like, she becomes cold and callous. And, yeah. Eventually, of course, she leaves Dr. Ido. And seeing how... Um, the relationship between Gal and Edo changes also very well done. So, I will mention that the ending to this manga. There are two endings actually. So what? The first, yeah.
0: Is it so like the different first... volumes?
1: No, the, like there's the first ending. And then a few pages later, there's a note from the author that says, hey, I made this other ending because everyone thought the first ending was crap.
0: Do you think it
1: was? No, I think the first ending was the good ending.
0: Oh, interesting. What is the popular opinion? Is the popular opinion just that it sucks? Or is that just what um, you thought? Maybe that was just the Japanese audience.
1: I think that was the Japanese audience because um, so the the original ending left on a cliffhanger. And because Yukito Koshiro is going to continue the story and lead a battle, Angel the Last Order. But everyone hated that ending so much. He's like, all right, I'll make another ending just to make me happy. It was just kind of thrown together, and Donna's good,
0: and all this. Wait, that's stupid. So he would—he had already said that he was going to continue the story, but they were so pissed off at the cliffhanger ending that they—that he had to rewrite the ending. I don't know. It's, it's stupid. That's it's so dumb. both of
1: the endings are shown in the deluxe manga edition i
0: got but. that's basically like what if they took naruto and at the end of the original naruto i don't know how it ends but it like what if it like ended on a cliffhanger and then there was he was like oh yeah by the way naruto Shippuden is going to come out but give me give me like a, a year or so for a break or a couple months they're like no we need a better ending than this And they ended like write them another ending like that's just stupid
1: yeah, that's basically what happened. That's so dumb. <laughs> it's very dumb. Yeah, when I was reading the second ending, I was just thinking, "What is happening?" This was just thrown together last minute. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. So, the first ending leads up to the last order, which is the next series. And then um, Yukito Koshiro is currently working on uh, the Mars Chronicle, which is his ongoing series. There's like a prologue or something. But anyways, on to the movies. Um, there's a two-episode OVA called Battle Angel that came out in 1993. And this one has the aesthetic, right, that the mm-hmm. manga had. Um, but it was so short that it just couldn't cover much at all. Like, it was, yeah, way too short. So, uh, it looked good, the animation wasn't that great, but um, I guess you could say it's a classic. And there's actually no other anime of this series out there, so...
0: So, it's not completely adapted?
1: Yeah, so the OVA only covers the first two volumes.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, not
1: much. And then the 2010 film basically does the same thing, but it covers a lot more of the story. And it's overall, it's much better done, even though it's this live action CG movie. I know that that sounds crazy, but it was actually objectively a better adaptation of the story. My main gripe, though, is that it, the live action just looks so weird. Like you 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 probably saw the trailer, right? When it came out,
0: I yeah, I just remember seeing like Alita. I had no idea what Alita was. I didn't even know it was based off a of manga. But I just remember seeing her and being like, "Oh, those eyes." Than just yeah. not like wanting to watch it.
1: The eyes were just not working.
0: Some things just do not translate from the page to live action. They just won't. No. You gotta work around it. Yeah. I I wish
1: um this series would have got a proper anime adaptation, but it's probably not gonna happen. So I think the best way to experience it is to just read the manga.
0: I see, I see. Uh,
1: Yeah, so, as far as who I would recommend it to, just about everyone, really. I mean, it's an all-around good story. You like a cyberpunk, You like um, sci-fi. You like uh, sexy robots.
0: You really can't go wrong. I see. It honestly, like, I was about to like joke at first when you started explaining this, but it really does have some similar things going on with Arcane. Just because of the like, I guess just the post apocalyptic like the scrapyard you said is just like this town or like like this settlement that they have. Yeah. Where it's like the the poor people are like way and there's there's like the very poor and the very rich and there's no like in between. It's kinda like that in Arcane also. Just kind of similar dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you liked Arcane, you might like this one, but I have no idea.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's really not a whole lot of cyberpunk anime or manga out there besides, you know, Ghost in the Shell.
0: Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. Or Psychopath. This, Psychopath. Uh, Akudama Drive came out recently. It was all right.
1: But. And this is just my opinion, but out of that kind of genre that I've seen in both anime or manga, uh, Alita Battle Angel is definitely my favorite, at least as far as the the manga goes. It just does not have a proper adaptation. And supposedly the James Cameron film was going to get a sequel, but...
0: How long uh, ago did that come out?
1: Uh, 2010.
0: Like, 2010? Was that long ago? I think so. No way. Hold no on. No way. There's no way it was 2010. No, it was. It was much later than that, I think. It's probably like. I thought it was like 2016 or 17. Oh, 2019. 20, really? Now that just seems too soon yeah okay well definitely wasn't 2010 (laughs) they had no excuse for that cg yeah
1: i mean when i complain about the cg here it's just the aesthetic looks wrong the actual animation looked good like it was fluid
0: i see yeah they just couldn't make it look they couldn't make it like mesh with the other live action stuff Right.
1: Right. But just as They were a movie, close though. As a movie standalone. Like if you didn't compare it to the Mong, it was a okay, fine movie.
0: Yeah, I think that was the consensus on Ghost in the Shell also, but I haven't seen that one. But from what I hear people were like, Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't egregious. It was fine.
1: Yeah. What it liked it better? if the character designs were better and obviously if it was animated properly, but
0: maybe uh, in the sequel it'll they'll fix everything. Maybe, maybe. And maybe they'll when they end it, they'll be like, what? That was an awful ending. You need to redo that. So they'll make the same movie again, but the last like ten minutes are slightly different.
1: Uh, I hope not, but yeah, that'd be, be something else. Anyways, that's all I have to say about Alita Battle Angel. If you want to check it out, I recommend reading the manga or watching the OVA or the movie if you really feel like it.
0: So. alrighty. Is it just Alita that you had? Yeah, that's all. Well, I guess today was our, unbeknownst to me, our, our post-apocalyptic episode. It just kind of worked out that way. Uh, we just happened to be reading some post-apocalyptic things. But yeah. like I guess that's what today was. So go check out the Horizon, Kashr and Sins, and uh, Alita Battle Angel or go gum gumna. Gum gumia. Gumma? Gunma. ganmu, Whatever. Goomba. Um go check out Goomba. The classic. Better than Ghost in the Show. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it for our reviews. I don't think we have unless you have anything else to say. I think we can get right into the emails. You've got mail. You ready for those?
1: I'm ready for the emails.
0: All right, well, let's just jump right into it. First up, we have this one. It says greetings jordan mark i have a question and a suggestion first what is the name of the song you use at the end of the episodes it's been stuck in my head also i suggest you guys watch Hanasaku iroha it's a romance drama slice of life sort of you should go into blind in. keep up the good stuff guys all right hmm. appreciate that um maybe we uh, can oh, watch the song.
1: that one and do a dual review
0: of that. Yeah, that could, whoa, well, yeah. This is our first suggestion, actually, so we kind of have to. Yeah. I think we owe it to him or her. I have no idea. But uh, oh, yeah, the first question he said, what's the song I use at the end? It's called Loop of Time by the Beckleys. You probably couldn't find it anywhere because they're like really small, at least as far as I know. Um, but they, like, I heard them, I heard that song on the radio, like, years ago. And it was, like, a, a late, like, I don't remember which radio station did it. I think it was, like, three point seven in my, in our city. But they did, like, a, at, like, late at night on, like, Sundays, they would have specifically, like, local music. And that song happened to come up. And I was, like, oh, shoot, this is catchy. Did you ever have you ever listened to like an episode of ours before, Mark? Um, yeah. Do you know what they're like? They're talking about the ending thing. Do you like that song?
1: I do like that song.
0: I just thought it was pretty good. and I, I like the drop; it fits well. But that's why I used it because I like it. But yeah, they're the Beckleys, and I think they're actually based in like, like oak. Was it, I don't oak cliff or oak leaf? Isn't that like where, like? I guess never mind. But they're like, oh, wait a, a minute, very local. Christ. They're very close to where to where Mark and I uh, grew up. Apparently, I've I've never seen them in person though. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess we shouldn't give away too much of our personal information. But, um. I think that they are like getting more like popular because I follow their Instagram and stuff, and they're like actually going on tour in Texas now and stuff like those So they're like actually going to places, and they've released some new music and stuff. Like they haven't stopped releasing music, and it's it's all pretty good. So I'd recommend go listen to all their stuff. The Beckleys are pretty good, or I think I think on Spotify they might be Los Beckleys. Because they're also like they also have some uh Spanish songs. But they're good. And then oh, also our opening is the opening that I usually use is the it's just the beneath the mask uh smash ultimate remix. That's all that one is, if anybody was wondering. And then he said Okay, so he said uh we should watch Hanasaku Hanasaku Iroha which is that sounds familiar
1: yeah I've heard of it I know what it is but I
0: haven't watched it he says it's a romance drama slice of life I don't know it sounds familiar but he says to go in blind so I won't look it up but yeah I guess we could watch that after we finish Macross yes which we still need to watch like two other mech shows separately. So. Oh yeah, we gotta have another mech episode, don't we? Yeah, I didn't realize it was gonna come this soon. Well, I mean, we haven't finished Macross yet, but we're getting there. So we should probably start looking for our separate individual ones. But yeah, that that's coming up at some point. But once we get that done, we'll definitely get on that. Since you were our first suggestion, we got, we kind of owe it to you. And then our second and final one says this. Oh, this one. This is exciting. Hello from, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Cob- Koblenz, Germany. Isn't that interesting, Mike? Uh, Deutschland? The, yes, the, the Deutschland itself. Do you recognize Koblenz? Is that like a major city? I don't know anything about Germany.
1: Are you pronouncing that right?
0: I have no idea. Let me look up Koblenz. It's it's K-O-B-L-E-N-Z. K-O-B-L-E-N-Z. Koblenz. Oh. Koblenz. Koblenz? Oh, it says, I looked up pronunciation, it says Koblenz. Yeah, it says cowblins. Uh well, um, Guten Tag. Guten oh talk yeah, yeah. Mark um, Mark, you're actually taking German right now. So that works out. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know we had German listeners. I think like yeah. like when I look at when I look at the stats sometimes, like I'll look at it from time to time, and there's like a there's like a two percent or like one percent from like random countries sometimes but i guess i just assumed that it was because somebody like accidentally clicked on it or something and then the, they there was just like one person who actually did that like if there's somebody who actually listens to us from germany that's nuts it's,
1: never that's thought really i'd some-
0: see the day yeah hopefully we don't uh enter a world war soon <laughs> That would be unfortunate. Hopefully yeah. the, uh, Russia just decides to threaten and, and not actually doing anything. Yeah, uh,
1: hopefully they just, you know, stay there and not invade Ukraine.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice for everyone because I'm not really looking forward to a nuclear warfare at the end of the world quite yet. <laughs>
1: No, I'm not ready for a Fist of the North Star
0: World. At least wait until One Piece is ended. Because then my life arc is like complete. Then you can press all the buttons and do whatever. But until then... So by that logic, uh, nuclear war can happen by uh, the year 3030, probably. Because that's how long it'll go on for. But anyway, um, he says he recommends. I rec- He says I recommend Drifters, the anime. It's a fantasy action show, and I think Jordan would like it a lot. For Mark, I would recommend that you watch Fate. It's worth the investment for sure. And Tosaka, and Tosaka is easily best female anime character ever created of all time.
1: Well, uh, I definitely plan to watch Fate at some point
0: yeah like that was that was one of the things that i was like yeah we're, we're definitely gonna have to watch fate at some point i don't know if we'll have to do it together or not but i don't know you might you're just gonna have to watch it at some point either way like you can't avoid yeah. it you, yeah you at least can't avoid the mainline fate stuff and since you have somebody who's knowledgeable about what you're supposed to watch then it's not as hard to get through so i can just tell you yeah but Drifters, do you recognize that? I don't recognize that.
1: Uh, I've heard of it, but um, I don't know what it's about.
0: I'm looking it up. Drifters. It's pretty short. It says it's only 12 episodes. It says it's similar to Helsing. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to watch we'll that. That's that, that's a nice short one. Yeah, it looks kind of similar to Helsing too from what I'm looking at, like the kind of style it's going for. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely look give that a look see. So we have I guess technically three suggestions. So nice. Mark you Mark's suggestion was Fate, which I don't know how we're going to end up doing that. We'll figure that out. If we'll do that together if Mark just needs to get on that or whatever. But then I guess we can both watch Hanasaku Roha since that wasn't pointed at the specific one of us. So I guess we can do an episode where it's like a viewer suggestion episode every now and then, I guess, if this continues, which I hope it does continue to send these types of emails in. This is very cool. Uh, but yeah, we can do like our individual and then together. And then, depending on how many emails we get after this, of that, we'll decide how many we do. So yeah,
1: sounds good.
0: Yeah, look forward to that. And keep sending us more emails. Um, but other than that... Oh, by the way, if you want to send us an email, you'll need to know our address, which Mark knows, and he's going to say it right now.
1: The anime intellectuals at gmail.com
0: That is correct. And our Instagram is at the anime intellectuals, and you can follow that, and if you do, you will get the updates on when these episodes get released because there's no schedule. Just do it whenever and they come out whenever. So do definitely follow that to keep updated and whatever I decide to just post about what I'm doing. like I I finished Yasumi Poon Poon. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I finished it. I, I made a little post about it. Just a couple of panels, but just stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's something I don't know if I can even review like Goodnight Poon Poon on this podcast. Like it might have to be another one of those spotlight things like I did for Place Further in the Universe so I can actually like write something down about it because I would I'd, I'd be doing it a disservice by just like talking about it, I think. Uh. But yeah, it's it's incredible. I had no doubt that it would be, but it it was incredible. So, look forward to that at some point.
1: Yep, I've been meaning to read that at some point.
0: Well, I have them all now, and I've read them all, so at some point, you can take them. Man, those... Like, I, I won't talk too much about it, but man, like, those last like four volumes or so those were hard to get through but it was so intriguing at the same time that like you you just can't put it down so like i kind of paced myself for the first three-ish volumes that i had but then for the last four i just like was reading them all in one night i just couldn't stop reading it but yeah it's incredible nice did you have anything else to add about anything that transpired during this episode mark
2: Hmm.
1: oh i think that's all for me
0: i think that's all for me as well all right i believe this is what some might call the end of the episode the the journey has ended here the journey through this post-apocalyptic wasteland that is this podcast you've made it to the end yes this is the end this is literally the end and i get to hear that that song it's pretty good go go check out the beckleys that's a that's a wrap
1: nice